This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and we are back for my favorite segment of every week. It's the Wine Sandwich of the Week, and that's where you sandwich great food in between sips of delicious wine. And during the holidays, there's nothing better than a great wine and cheese party, or at least I think so. And to help me really demystify cheese pairings, because it's really not as easy as just putting cheese with wine. I have Max McCalman on the line. He's the Dean of Curriculum at Artisanal Premium Cheese. He is basically a cheese expert. He has the title of Maitre Fromager, and that's from Francis Guild de Fromager. Those are the experts of cheese. And in France, I think they know a little something about cheese. He works with the Artisanal Premium Cheese Company in New York City as uh Worked around the world, you know, illuminating people on cheese from everywhere on the globe. And he is on the line. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, you know, you used to be at Picholin, a very uh, shishi restaurant in New York City, correct? Correct. That's where we uh, got this uh, cheese ball rolling. Oh, nice. In the the 1990s. Very good. Well, I I am excited to have you on because I think there's a big misconception about wine and cheese pairing. People Mm -hmm. think you can just put any cheese with any wine and it's always going to work because wine and cheese go together. What's, what do In more you cases say? than not, they do work pretty well. But there is some dogma about cheese and wine pairings that I think is, uh, it doesn't really do justice to uh, all the possibilities of wonderful pairings. Some of the dogma is uh, kind of makes sense because you think that if the cheese and wine are produced closest to each other, they will naturally work. Um, that's the notion of uh, terroir being the dominant uh, determinant of successful uh, food and beverage pairing. Mm-hmm. But uh, cheese making is very... Uh, complex, complicated, as is winemaking. So just because they're produced next to each other doesn't mean they're going to necessarily work. They they may, and they may work extremely well. And they're both fermented products, correct? True. That's one reason why cheese is so safe. If you're unsure about the water, you drink the wine. If you're unsure about the other foods before you eat the cheese. Oh, uh, I like it. It's, It's good and good for you. Well, I've been to the artisanal restaurant in New York City, but uh-huh. now you're doing some things beyond that, and you're really the dean of curriculum to help uh, come up with, you know, educating people on some tips around what cheese with what wine or even beer. So you've come up with the artisanal cheese clock collection. Precisely. Mm-hmm. And tell me about how the cheese clock is going to help me put the right cheese with the right wine. Well, as a chef would set up a plate of cheeses or a fromager in a restaurant, some restaurants have a full-time cheese person. They call them call themselves fromagers and uh, like a sommelier to wine, a fromager to cheese. And on a cheese plate, you would go from mild to strong. Okay. And uh, so um, when I designed plates years ago at Fischlein, I always started at 6 o'clock. Uh, it's a little bit of a heresy, but I just thought it was <laughs> you know, the first cheese that's going in my mouth is the one that's closest to my mouth. So I didn't start at the far end of the plate. I started at the one right right by my mouth. So in a progression from Isle of Strong, uh, the first cheese might work better with lighter wines okay. or lighter beers. And the bigger the cheese is, the bigger their beer should be. And so uh, we came up with this idea of having a cheese clock that uh, cheeses that are uh, in the milder part of the clock from 6 to 9 o'clock are probably better made for the, uh, for the, for the younger or milder uh, beverages, not just uh, wines, but beers right. and So you and have, uh, 
at your six o'clock, and I'm going to give a link to folks to look at your cheese clock so they can see mm-hmm. picture of this. You have young cheeses like young goat cheeses or triple right. cream cheeses. They're some of my mm-hmm. favorites. Love them, like Saint Andre, and that you are suggesting just like in basic food and wine pairing, lighter foods with lighter wines. Things like Prosecco, Cava for sparkling wine. You mm-hmm. have Pilsner yep. as a type of beer that would be great. Um, right. We're going to be talking about Chablis. We've been talking about Chablis today. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. How would that fit? Would that fit into your light white wine category? It can, but it can also stretch into uh, the next quadrant uh, okay. because uh, a good uh, white burgundy uh, will have uh, some depth to it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so... They they can be very nice with the first quadrant, but then they can also pick out a few cheese from the second quadrant. Okay. Might even try a couple from the third quadrant, but it's more on the lighter end of things, as you know. And so it's uh, it's almost a given that you're going to have a lovely match with uh, with that kind of wine and uh, lighter cheese. Goat or goat and cow blends, especially sheep. Uh, occasionally, but uh, sheep and Chardonnay don't seem to like each other too much. So you mentioned that second quadrant. What what's cheeses? Give us some names that people would know that would that fit in that second uh, quadrant. Of, sure, one of the best knowns is Manchego. Ah, love that. Uh, Manchego or uh, the Pecorinos, Pecorino Toscano from Italy or mm-hmm. from France, the Osorati, and um, but also some of the uh, the little more assertive uh, wash drying cheeses. Like Telejo oh, or Epois, and uh, some of the uh, milder uh, cow's milk cheeses, not as strong as a cheddar. Those are those are another another step up, but uh, something like a Tome de Savoie or mm-hmm. um, or one of the uh, mountain cheeses of of, of uh, the Pyrenees, uh, such as uh, let's see, I'm trying to give a, a fairly common one. Well, you just go Tome de Vache which means mm. like a, a tome made of cow's milk. Those are fairly mellow, and they uh, they fit more in the second quadrant. And and there you're suggesting we move up to our lighter red wines, some rosés, even some mm-hmm. lager, other lagers, a little bit sure. um, more heft to them. And then you mentioned the cheddar, which falls into your third category. And I right. love that They're you said... They're more persistent, right. Yeah, th- this includes the wash rind stinky cheeses, which are my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and some of the alpine types, like an aged Gruyere or an Appenzeller, those are those are more dominant, more persistent cheeses, the cheddars too. And so uh, you better have a wine that has some depth. Right. Uh, you're just better off, you know, something that is like a, maybe even... A bigger um, red. A bigger red, yeah, for sure. Like a, maybe a, a nice... Uh, Barbadesco or... No, oh, I'm uh, a big fan of Nebbiolo. Yes, you know, Balpolicella perhaps. You know, something that uh, uh, can stand up to those bigger profiles. And in your fourth quadrant, you have uh, some intense cheeses like Roquefort, blue cheese, going right. with your ports or your stout beers, and mm-hmm. to finish off your 24 hours of cheese and wine, which sounds like a, a great challenge for me. <laughs> But uh, I love the cheese clock, and this is going to be a huge help for folks to figure out what goes with what. But you've got it all prepackaged. If they want to go to your website and order, they can get the cheese clock with all the selections from each quadrant the, mm-hmm. and the wine suggestions that they should go get. How? What do you have for them, and how do they get it? Well, there's an all-in-one collection where you get one cheese from each of the quadrants, and then... Um 
that's one way to do it. Or you can, uh, every cheese on our website has a position on the cheese clock. And so if you want to pick, uh, like, your own selection a la carte, you can pick a half pound of this, half pound of that, or a little wheel of this, and, and uh, design your own uh, little selection. makes a great way to entertain. Uh, it's the easiest way to entertain. All you have to do is just take it out of the refrigerator and just let it come to room temperature. The work's already been done. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to make sure the wine's at the right temperature, the cheese is at room temperature, and uh, it does make a, a great an easy way to entertain. Always a showstopper. And you have good I agree. Cheeses. Well, Max McCalman, I think we could talk for hours. Next time oh, yeah. you come to Baltimore, you visit us in studio, and we'll I'll have some right cheese in. and yeah. wine, and we'll do this real uh, live and in person. But if you want to check out the Cheese Clock and all the selections where you can just get this done for you, go to artisanalcheese.com. I'll be posting the link and uh, the Cheese Clock information at thewinecoach.com. Max, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Laurie. I appreciate it. Thanks. Ha- have a great holiday. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Cheers.